1: going on, guys? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Red and Gold Standard podcast. My name is Zach Hernandez, and this evening, I'm joined by my co-host, Matt Llewellyn, and our guy, Mike Andrews of Nothing But Niners. Matt, how you doing this evening?
2: I'm doing good, Zach. I um, had a busy day today. Got a little update for the Tesla. Got some new iPhones ordered. NBA 2K came out today. Um, I guess there's a hurricane off the coast of San Diego right now, so... You know, it's a lot going on.
1: Yeah, I, I've seen that. That's such a trip. Um, yeah, not used to these hurricanes here. Mike, how you doing?
3: I am well. No kids in the house. My wife's birthday is coming up soon. Our anniversary was a couple of days ago. And I'm ready to talk some 49ers football, man. I mean, what more could a guy want? No kids. Happy wife, I hope. She's like, you know, in arm's reach right now. So, uh, And then uh, happy life, right? And 49ers football was back, guys. Like, we're less than, what, 48 hours away? Like, come on, man. Let's go. That's right. 48 hours. We are almost there. We're so, so close.
1: Um, we're going to have a really good show for you guys planned. If you're watching on YouTube, hit like, hit subscribe. We appreciate it. We got some pretty big news. Uh, Matt, what would you like to start with? Because w- we got a lot to kind of cover in the news side.
2: Yeah, let's uh... – Let's start with the news that's coming out today, the the news that kind of affects the 49ers in game action, um and then we'll go from there with the other stuff. Got but, it. Uh, okay. We're looking at we're looking at yet another season where we're hearing about George Kittle being injured. Um man, I'm kind of mind blown. And you know, as the resident um Kittle detractor, let's start with Mike. Mike, what's going on with with Kittle, man?
3: Uh, So my man's got a groin injury that's been uh, bothering him. Uh, And it's so weird, right? Like the Niners are doing their best uh, to make it seem like he's going to play in Sunday's game. They're saying uh, we're hopeful. Kyle Shanahan was just on KNBR this morning uh, talking about, you know, uh, we'll see how things go when we hit the practice field. We're going to go through some red zone drills, and we'll see if he's good enough to play on Sunday. Uh, George Kittle later on goes and talks to people in the locker room and he's saying I'm going to do everything in my power. Like honestly, if if it's as if it's the way they're making it sound, just don't play, it's not worth getting hurt. That's that's my opinion on it. Uh on the flip side, people are going to be like, "Yo, you're getting all this money not to sit on the pine and wait till you're 100% get out there and play." So, I don't know how other people feel about it, but I I say let him sit, man. There, there's no he's more important to later than it is than he is right now in my opinion. I don't know.
2: I I agree with you, and I think it's a three-factor decision-making process, right? Well, really four. Um, Groins are a particularly uh, troublesome injury that can last, right? Um, That's one. You got – and Kittle's injury-prone anyway. Um, Like I said, he's played – his record-setting year, where he set the tight end yardage record, is the only year in which he's played every game of a season. He only played – he played 15 his rookie year – 16 that year, 14 the next year, 8 in 2020, and then 14 in 2021. It's just, it seems to be something with him. And it typically seems to be lower body injuries. So that's that's one thing. It's a troublesome injury. Second of all, what's the rush? I mean, the Chicago Bears are legitimately one of the worst rosters in football. Um, that's number two. So you uh, this is a game that you can actually afford to sit Kittle and kind of get away with. I know you want to get Trey Lance out on the right foot. But I think the 49ers have enough talent in every other skill position with everybody else coming in fairly healthy that you can get away with, you know, um, not rushing kettle out there. The third thing is the Bears just put in new grass. And we all know when you put in that new field, there's some growing pains. There's you got to, you know, especially, you know, natural grass. You're laying down the sod. Maybe it's not all the way set. You're going to have big chunks coming up anyway. And then finally, it's supposed to rain in Chicago. So you're talking about maybe, okay, new turf, that's bad enough, right? Now you're talking about wet grass as well. And all it takes is one little slip or stumble on a block or on a route or a cut, and then all of a sudden, you're exacerbating that groin injury. Why risk it? Just just let them sit.
1: I agree 100%. It's the Bears. If the 49ers can't beat the Bears, Without George Kittle, I think they have bigger problems on their hands. Um, all of the reasons you just laid out, Matt and Mike, early on in the year, weather, new turf. Let's just play it safe. And with that said, we're going to go over the rest of this injury report real quick. Daniel Brunskill is out with a hamstring injury. George Kittle's questionable. Everyone else um, should be good to go. Greenlaw, Armstead, Burks, Garoppolo, and Mike McClinchy.
2: So Garoppolo ain't gonna go.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. He'll I, dress, I said that. but he ain't gonna yeah. play. Yeah. Um, it is interesting how they've tried to frame this. Mike, do you think that it's a bit of chess where they're trying to get the Bears to think, oh, is he gonna play? Is he not gonna play? Like, there's no chance he's really
3: gonna give it a shot, right? There's a chance. I mean, George Kittle's a tough guy. I'm, I'm not going to take anything away from him. You know, we, we've we seen him play through injuries. He goes out there. there there's, there's, uh, there's games where you see George Kittle targeted, you know, seven or eight times, and then there's other games where you see him targeted just two or three, uh, and that's kind of like out of desperation, right? Um, and those two or three targets be really, really short routes, uh, nothing really developing, and I think those are the games where he's nursing some sort of injury and playing through it, you know? But – I mean, the, the groin thing, is it's, it's weird, man. I've had a groin injury before. Uh, I thought maybe I had like a, a, a hernia or something. You know what I mean? Like just lifting things, you could feel the strain in your groin. Like it's, it's not pleasant at all. Uh, and that's me lifting things that I'm prepared for, I'm in complete control of. Imagine now dealing with a 250-pound human being, a 300-pound human being moving and pushing on you. You know what I'm saying? Or getting crunched up by guys, you know, across the middle of the field. I, I just... Is it possible he plays? Yes, but I, for his sake, uh, I hope it's not. As far as like the chess thing, I would I would more likely say, oh, we doubt he's playing, and then boom, put him out there, make them watch him film on some of the other tight ends that we have on the team for their tendencies. Like that—that's what I would do if if I were the Niners. If if I'm playing chess with it, that is.
2: You know, I I wonder if the Forty ers are going to if Kittle if Kittle's gonna play right. I wonder if it's going to be in very specific circumstances where you need him as a pass catcher, right? Um, you know, clutch situation something like that. Dress him but keep him on the side. Um, I don't know, I could see them doing something like that too, but again, this is, you know, we're coming into 2022 and it's another year where Kittle's injured. He's, you know, about to he, he's about to turn 30, I believe, this season. He's in the third year of that big contract extension that he signed. I think, you know, that there's a possibility that this might be the start of the end for George Kittle. It's a lot of injuries. It's a lot of, you know, you talk about the best ability is availability. And now we're looking at George Kittle in the same way that we looked at a lot of other, past 49ers that we were like, man, if we can't rely on them to be healthy, you know, we're talking about the 49ers starting Trey Lance and they're starting Trey Lance because Jimmy Garoppolo couldn't stay healthy. George Kittle can't stay healthy either. At what point do you start looking to replace George Kittle because they're letting it rock with the same dudes that they have before plus Tyler Croft for blocking situations. But the whole purpose of getting Tyler Croft for blocking situations was to protect George Kittle from injury that he sustains blocking um, and the wear and tear and you worry about that kind of stuff. And it just it didn't didn't matter anyway. Um I you know that the 49ers are being a little hush hush on when exactly this injury happened. I don't know. It with the way this is going, I think we're start we're gonna start to see Kittle on the decline in his career.
3: Can I ask you guys a question and everyone in the chat also, by the way, right? If the Niners could get a second round pick. For George Kittle. Would you do it? Like this season, not even playing the whole like by this trade deadline. Or maybe even in the offseason. I, I you know what? I'll move it out to the offseason. I think you kind of will see what the Niners can do this year, right? But if you if you if someone was willing to give you at least a second round pick, would you guys take that trade for George Kittle? Because
2: I'd ra- I'd rather they package George Kittle with Jimmy Garoppolo and get us a first back.
1: I'd take it. I take it he's on the wrong side of Lake City Fresh as he just turned 28. Yeah, he's he,
2: he's like a month he, No, past he's turning he's turning he 29. 20. He's turning 29 in October. So he's no, almost 30. Right.
3: Yeah. Oh, 340. I thought it said 32 days. I'm looking at it says 28 and 3/4 but 2. I didn't see the 2 yeah. so you're right. Yeah. He's going to be 29. Be
2: right. So, um, basically 30 who Right. Well, when's
1: the last night I played the a full that,
2: season with the way that he plays, basically yep. 34. Yeah. It's like dog years, but Kittle years for the NFL. Um, right. Well, We see how yeah. fast running backs decline, right? And Kittle is a very physical player. Um, you know, it's no wonder, like, you look at Travis Kelsey and he doesn't really get injured, but he's also not the type of ferocious blocker that Kittle is. You can tell he's a little more uh, business-like with the way that he handles contact, and it actually serves him well because he keeps playing in all these games. It's the same reason how... You know, certain tight ends in the past were able to stay healthy, um, where you look at guys like towards the end of his career, Antonio Gates, always getting hurt for the Chargers. Why? Great blocker, physical guy. Right. But you look at somebody like Tony Gonzalez, who's not necessarily a good blocker or somebody that's that itching for contact, have a longer career and more productive career because he's making the business decision. I think that we're getting to the point where Kittle is going to start aging rapidly before our eyes because of the style that he plays. And Shanahan even said it last year. Sometimes I got to hold Kittle back from himself because he doesn't have an off switch. He just hits dudes and it's like, yo, you got to slow down, man. And, you know, it's the coaches can't even rein him in. So I think father time and his body is going to do the reining in for him.
3: So Lake City Fresh. Go ahead, Mike. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say to Matt's point about maybe he just comes in on certain packages. uh, I even think that's something that Shanahan maybe kind of hinted to. Let's see how he performs in red zone drills today. You know, I I just, he knows about the, you don't need Kittle to practice, right? Like he knows the system. He knows what he's going to be asked to do out there. Uh, But saying he wants to see how he's used in red zone, where Kittle's not really using red zone as it is. Like, you can go back. Kittle's never had more than, what, four or five touchdowns in a season, something like that. So even the year that he set that crazy record, he didn't have a ton of touchdowns that year. He's got 20 career touchdowns. Right. So that's not I mean, a lot. To, to say that they want to see how he performs in the red zone, maybe it's something a little different they're going to try to do this year with Trey Lance. Get those taller, you know, six four, the Jawan Jennings, you know, him, Jawan Jennings out there, see what they can do in, in those type of situations. Maybe that's what they were working on. And see if it's worth, you know – worth keeping them out there for certain packages like that. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that. Um, but, yeah. Sorry, Matt. I mean, sorry, Zach. Me you
1: no, you're good. Um, I agree. Um, Lake City Fresh says, I don't think so, fellas. He was talking about restructuring already to stay here, but the decline is imminent. Um, he's The contract is tough to deal with on the back end of it if he's not playing, let alone playing up to certain standards. So, I think so, but Mike, to answer your initial question, if the 49ers could get a second rounder for George Kittle after this year, I'd say take it. I'd say take it, and I love Kittle. I love Kittle, but I just think you gave up all these first rounders to get Trey Lance, and you're able to kind of replenish the roster and move away from an aging, extremely physical tight end who, yes, may still be in his prime for how much longer from a roster-building perspective, I would take it. I wouldn't really like it, though, um, because I love Kittle. With that all said, we got another interesting story that I can't wait to get your guys' opinion on, which has just been everywhere, and it's been really, really annoying to see, to be honest with you. So I'm going to pull up. First, I'm going to pull up Shanahan's comments on it today, but the story is obviously Trey Lance was not a captain. The horror the nightmare. Can you guys imagine this? So Trey Lance was not voted the captain. I think he was. He finished like seventh or eighth or whatever. Seventh in voting, right? And you got people on Twitter saying, "This is not a good look. This is not blah blah blah." Oh my god! The night, only only other teams to do this is the Browns and the I don't know uh, Texans. I don't even know who the hell the other two teams are. Matt, is this any reason to be concerned? What's going on
2: here? <laughs> Uh Trey Lance hasn't played, and Trey Lance is a second year guy, and the six people that are in front of him would be the six captains on any team in the NFL, really. I mean, again, these comments here from Shanahan say it all. Bosa just barely got enough votes to get up to number six. And by the way, let's not let let's let it be known too that Trey Lance finished ahead of the captain voting. Ahead of Debo Samuel. So this is people making a mountain out of a molehill because Jimmy Garoppolo stayed and because he's not a captain. And they're looking for any angle. It's the same shit that they always do. Let's look for an angle to doubt this kid or throw shade at this kid. So if something happens, maybe something happens, then we can go, see, we told you, we told you. It's just hedging. And the minute that Trey Lance takes off and becomes a superstar, they'll be like... Oh, I knew it all along, man. That was just other people hating that's it's what everybody does. So it, it it's really annoying. And I'm glad that we have less than 48 hours to get to the field so that Trey Lance can start shutting up all the doubters and, and his play can do the talking, no more speculation, no more Monday morning quarterbacking, no more off season BS what you see on the field is what you're going to be able to judge him by. This is like such a non story. And I think that this preseason was a little bit weird for everybody because, you know, Oh, this guy played in the first game, but didn't play in the second. This guy didn't play in the second. So he's going to play in the third. Trey Lance got barely any reps in the preseason. We have a bunch of competing interests. We have people shuffling around from job to job, to job, Um, all these narratives now it's about football and that I, I can't be more happy about that so you know it's one of those things where people are just gonna take something and run with it no matter what and this is just the latest in the line and that's like i i think you can if if you could read this in kyle shanahan's voice he's probably re- kind of annoyed <laughs> you know yeah so i'm, I'm gonna read this and i'm gonna throw it to you
1: mike Um, so Kyle Shan was on KNBR, I believe, this morning, and uh, he was asked if the 49ers are not fully committed to Trey Lance after bringing back Jimmy Garoppolo and not making Lance a captain who finished seventh in captaincy voting. He said, Guys, this is Trey's first year starting for us. We were letting go of a 24 million dollar starting quarterback to do that, we got him back for a backup price. I don't think that has to do with not having faith in your starter. That would that never would have happened if. It just didn't come to fruition here. Uh, We were very fortunate that that happened, so we obviously were willing to go to a different different direction, and we ended up having something fall into our lap. And the whole captain vote criticism is kind of a joke to me. Bosa finally got enough votes to go up to number six and look at those six people in front of Trey. I think they were all pretty worthy of that vote. And just to give it to a guy in his first year, because he's a quarterback, the only reason we would have done that is to avoid avoid questions and articles, and that's really not what we do. We try to do what the team votes for. If I would have guessed the votes, I would have guessed he would have been right where he was, right where he was at, so I really got no problem with it at all. What's your take on this, Mike? Is this troublesome?
3: Yeah, absolutely it's troublesome. For the people who are tired of hearing Trey slandered every, every moment. Uh, this is not a story, guys. This is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my entire life can you imagine a guy being a team captain or even not being a team captain Wh- whichever way you want to sp- so what so what you know like people say oh no it's the captain's job to rally the troops and get people behind him and all that right all right i hear that but nick Bosa is a captain you think nick bose is on the sideline giving like hype speeches and shit like that like do you think that no nick Bosa is a captain because one he plays well and people love his work ethic which most of the work that he does Is away from the team anyway. So, why is Nick Bosa a captain? It's just because he's really, really good. Trey Lance hasn't proven anything yet. He'll be a captain next year, I'm sure of it. Like, and and Kyle Shanahan, you know, people say, oh, well, they usually keep seven. This year, they only kept six. Usually, they keep seven if the seventh person is a special teamer, like Robbie Gold, you know? Like, so that's usually when the seventh one is. They're not just going to give it to Trey just to, to sew it on his jersey. You know what I mean? And I'm not mad at that. Uh, i think that if you want to keep this guy hungry you have to find little ways to encourage him and this is another one of the ways that i think the team is using it uh you know to manipulate what they're getting what they're gonna get from this young man you know like hey listen you didn't quite make the captain this year rank higher than sixth i mean rank higher than seventh i'm sorry and then see what happens you know go out there put the work in make the guys really really believe in you to get more votes you know that's that's the way it is so i'm not i'm not mad at it at all um i like i like the uh i like the way that we did it It's not a big story. Not a big deal.
2: Yeah, I agree with you. Um, There's a, you know, there's a scene in one of the Spider-Man movies where Tony Stark takes the suit from little Spider-Man and he's like, I'm nothing without the suit. And it's like, if you're nothing without the suit, the suit, you shouldn't have it. You know what I mean? Like if, if the C on his chest is going to define Trey Lance, he's not the guy for us. If that's going to be in his headspace that that he needs that to be successful. He's not the guy. And I think that everybody in that locker room knows you don't have to have the captain's patch on your chest to be a leader in the locker room. And Trey Lance, through his actions in the offseason, through his work ethic... Showing up every day, doing the things that he needs to do, handling the media with the grace that he handles it for someone his age. The fact that he, you know, welcomed Jimmy Garoppolo with open arms, despite the sources that said he was a little annoyed when he first heard about it, like all these things, everything he puts out to the front facing public and everything you hear about behind the scenes is that he's a great dude. And that's going to translate into him being a great leader. When you're a good person and you work harder than everybody, I mean, you're leading by example at the very least. Like Mike said, Nick Bosa is not a guy that's going to, you know, be a big locker room speech guy or anything like that. But he's the dude that you're like, that guy works week in, week out, day in, day out. He's the one that works the hardest. And if if the most talented player on the team is going to be the one working the hardest, then I have no excuse but to work hard. So... The C on the chest doesn't really mean anything to me.
1: There's a clip, and then we can move on from this, that I want to share. Uh, ben Albright, who joined 95-7 the game, and I thought it was a very interesting clip, so I'm going to play it here. Uh, and, and Maybe I'm just m- mincing words here, so correct me if I'm wrong. It sounded like you said Jimmy's one who's a little irritated that he isn't in another right. location, and it's not Trey Lance.
0: Yeah, well, I don't, and I don't want to say that Jimmy's irritated per se, but Jimmy wants to play football. and You know, yeah. he's not going to be playing football yeah. there with this Trey Lance's show now. And, then, you know, we, I've seen all this just, just bad reporting out of there, but talking about the coaches don't like Trey Lance. That's absolutely false. Talking about the, 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 they're going to switch back to Jimmy Garoppolo. That's false. All that stuff it's absolute nonsense. I don't know where this stuff gets cooked up. It is the Trey Lance show. They traded those picks for Trey Lance. They weren't traded for Mac Jones. All this revisionist history from people who are wrong, just need to shut their
2: mouth. They were wrong.
1: Shut your mouth! You were wrong. (laughs) Well said, Ben Albright.
3: Yeah, Steve. uh, Steve said it in there. I thought you were going to play the clip where he called him. You know, there's a reason he's silver because he never finishes first. Uh, He's never gold. So I I thought that's the clip you were going to play. And by the way, Benjamin Albright's voice does not match his body at all. I picture some bald guy from the South with a with a straw hat on his head or something. You know what I mean? Like walking. He sounds like he
2: should be the coach of University of South Carolina.
3: Right. Yeah. Like it, his body, it just doesn't match at all. And I, and I love Ben Albright, you know, like he's, he's a good, he's a good person. um, But it, it's funny as heck, man. I, I like it. And he, he's absolutely right, man. This is, yeah. you guys see it. Like if, if the Niners weren't ready to start this guy this year, after all they traded up for him, they made a mistake. It's a, it's that simple. You traded all that up for him. Most people would expect you to trade that kind of capital for someone that's a day one starter, you know, but Lance coming from the unique situation where he was and how long he had been out of football and all that, you know, like this is a guy that they did the right thing by uh, and it's time it's, it's time. There's nothing else to discuss. Unfortunately, it's going to be a story. And even if he has a good game, I know we said, Oh, we can't wait for him to get out here and, you know, silence people. Trey Lance can go out here and have the same exact performance that Josh Allen just did. And you know what people are going to say, but can he do it consistently? How many times can he do it? You know, one game is nothing. It's not a big, it's not going to stop guys. I'm just, I'm just, I want you guys to be prepared. It is still not going to stop. We've seen Jimmy have good games before. So what? That's not a big deal. We still moved on from him. Right. So just be prepared guys. We're still going to have to deal with this for some time.
1: Yeah. um, I thought it was interesting that he added in there, Jimmy, if anyone is the one kind of annoyed that he's back. Um, And obviously because he wanted to go somewhere and compete, but That means that he's well aware of the situation that he likely won't have a chance to play here. Even though the wording isn't his contract, as weird as that may look from the outside looking in, I think he knows this isn't my team anymore. So we'll see how that shapes out. And uh, yeah, I just got to say real quick before I move on from this. People have said in the chat, Rob Stats Guerrero. I like Rob. He's had an invitation to come on this podcast. He almost did come on this podcast scheduling break but he needs to chill on this Trey Lance captain talk because He's that's all I see for
2: every angle on it. Bro. It's
1: insane. The moment it first came out, I saw him tweet like, this is a bad look. Why? Why is it a bad look? Why is it a bad? Look? That's like going on a date with somebody and you're on your third date and you go home. How'd it go? Oh, well, well did he propose? No. Ooh, that's bad. That's bad. I'd run. It's like, Whoa, let's just chill out. The dude started two games. Let's wait and see before we put a captain patch on his chest. And again, you're full of these fantastic players who are also good leaders. It's kind of tough to break in. It's not a rookie rebuilding team. It's not the Jaguars. It's not the Texans. There are top premium players here already. So,
2: well, and let's be real. Putting the C on your chest just means you get to go out and shake hands for the coin toss. Yeah,
1: exactly. Exactly. So we'll look at see. college
2: football. They got teams with like 14 captains. Like, who even cares, man? <laughs> All right.
1: Um, is there anything else you guys wanted to get into before we get into this game?
2: I loved watching the Rams get the holy hell beat out of them on Thursday. That was beautiful.
3: That was nice. That was nice. And if you guys missed it, it's on NFL Network right now. Uh, well, maybe not for you guys because you're on the West Coast. I don't, maybe it's coming on later on, but it's on for me right now. And it's great. It, this is. This I got is that great.
2: NFL Plus, man. i watch that. I'll watch it. Over and over. Yes, sir. Stafford looked terrible. Yeah. yeah.
1: I'll, I'll ask both of you guys. I'll start with Matt. Was this a case of the Bills are that good? The Rams are that bad?
2: Or somewhere in the middle? Somewhere in the middle. Um, I think uh, word came out that Stafford actually had like a little cleanup in his elbow done. Um, so that's part of it. Like he wasn't throwing in the offseason. And that that kind of gives you an indication of why there was no market for Jimmy Garoppolo. If Stafford, who just won the Super Bowl and is on the same team, and not getting reps comes back and looks that rusty. What do you think Garoppolo is going to look like going to a new team in a new situation, not having thrown all off offseason? Um, that plays a part in it. Stafford looked really rusty. Um, Cam Akers, I guess there was a story that came out today that uh, Sean McVay said the team wants to see more urgency out of Cam Akers. That's not a good sign for him. Uh, Daryl Henderson actually started yesterday for them um and got a lot a lot more looks cooper cup still looks like cooper cup though he's still really good but they have a problem with their other wide receivers i think it'll be a little bit more alleviated once fan jefferson comes back but Allen robinson i didn't even know he was on the field yesterday uh or thursday and you know it they the defense looks like it's taking a step back um and that's, I mean, when, when they lose Von Miller and I see Von Miller on the opposite side, actually wreaking havoc, I think Von Miller had like two, like one and a half or two sacks in that game. Like he, he was getting back there. So you see what they're missing at this point. Um, and the bills, I mean, the bills just have a ton of depth. We talked about it today. Um, they started their sixth round rookie corner over their first round rookie corner, even though Elam got reps. Um, and then once Tradavius White comes back, like that's a deep cornerback room. Again, you get pass rushing with Von Miller. That was that was you know something that that the Bills were sorely lacking last year. It looks like they've shorn up all the weaknesses, and I think that there are two ways that last season goes for the Buffalo Bills coming into this season. You lose to Casey on that 13 second drive, and it either tears you apart or it motivates you. And a 31 to 10 victory over the defending Super Bowl champ looks like motivation. So hell of a way to start the season.
1: It was awesome. I loved seeing it. I don't know if we lost Mike or if we just lost his camera feed. Um, It was fantastic. Oh, there he is. He's back. He's back. Check the chat. Okay. Um, I really, really enjoyed watching that. And Josh Allen looks better than ever, really better than ever. Um, All right. With that said, we got to take a second to thank today's sponsor. And that is, of course... Oh, my bad. My Bookie. Shout out to My Bookie for sponsoring today's show. Guys, as the 49ers prepare to kick off their season against the Bears this Sunday, we are under 48 hours away from 49ers football. Right now is the time to prepare for your winning season as well. Whether you're a veteran, better, or first timer, My Bookie gets the most for your money with their double deposit bonus. It's quick and easy. A $250 deposit turns into a $500 deposit. And you can use the funds to bet instantly on as many games, contests, props as you want. They make it super simple. To claim your bonus, all you got to do is register today at mybookie.ag. Enter in promo code HIVE, as in 49ers HIVE, H-I-V-E for those that can't spell. This is designed to add more fun, more excitement to the games and the sports that we all love. 49ers football is our baby. Might as well make some money off of it. I saw my guy Tyler saying he won 200 bucks off of the Rams game. I put a 25 dollars bet that the Rams would or that would be tied at half, and the Bills would win. That was plus 1600. That 25 turned into 425. Beautiful. So you guys go right now mybookie.ag promo code Hive. Bet on win, win team total. Excuse me, team win totals. Predict the Super Bowl winner. We got to go with the Niners, right? or use the MyBookie prop builder to secure the bag. Your winning season begins today exclusively at MyBookie. MyBookie.ag, promo code HIVE, H-I-V-E.
2: Can't wait to do these prop bets again this year. We're
1: going exactly, yeah, to start with them. Exactly, yeah. We're going to start with them. Um, if we have a chance, we might start with one tonight. So There we go. We'll see. We should get it done. Yes, sir. All right. With that said, the first game of the year is here, Matt, and I couldn't yes, be sir. more excited. The 49ers travel to Chicago. They're already there Sunday morning, 10 a.m. We don't have to wait long at all come no, NFL not at all. Sunday. Before we kind of dive into the minutia of this game, what's your overall take on it? What are you looking forward to seeing?
2: I, I'm looking forward to seeing a, a clearly – superior on paper football team beating the snot out of somebody that they should beat the snot out of so to me it's it's a simple get in get your business done fly home and get ready for seattle right take the bear seriously because any given sunday we know this right um but you know make sure that you head into the game with a clear head and the mindset of hey we should beat the brakes off these dudes let's do it let's beat the brakes off these dudes and get it done
1: yeah, I mean, pre- I don't know what it is. Bears fans on Twitter this whole entire offseason, ever since the schedule came out, I should say, have been, oh, you know, the Niners, were basically the same roster. we basically got the same team. You know, if we go down for down, we're basically the same team. No, not in the least. you could going to be farther from the truth. The 49ers right. may have a relatively unknown player under center. But everything else, they got superstars at almost every position. And we could go down roster by roster and explain why the 49ers have a top five roster. But we already did that in a previous episode, so we're not going to do it tonight. Also, real quick, I see the Ghost of Judah Tribe super chatted. Trey Lance is bald as fuck. Hairline as bad as the team. Laugh my ass off. He as is not bad bald. As
2: bears maybe like, he's not bald. He's like, the, he's trimming. what, what he doing? Yeah. He's lining up. He his, shaves it. His... He shaves it. So he can yeah. line
1: it up. It's a, it's a thing the kids do these days. So he's not you bald used to
2: do that. If I remember, sir,
1: I, well, I didn't shave apart and keep the rest long, but I did have a lineup. Yeah. 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 Well, it got really messed up at one time. My hairline was about an inch back on my head. Thanks to a specific barber that I will not mention. Um, but yeah. He's not bald. It's 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 a hairstyle. So I'll leave it at that.
2: Yeah. Don't be mad because your team about to get worked. Yeah.
1: Seriously. All right. Uh, this game, though, obviously, we're excited to see Trey Lance. We're excited to see the rookies. I
2: hope you, a, I hope you come back after this.
1: Please do. Please come back. Sunday, we'll be live right after the yeah. press conference. Come back. If you're right, we'll shout you out. If yeah. you're wrong, we'll right. – banish you to hell
2: we'll, we'll take. i mean no nah, no nah, we ain't gonna banish him to hell we're gonna <laughs> sit here and take it but i'm telling hey listen we're we're not above it. Hey, if the bears can come out and get you know come out and get it done get it done
1: and i'm gonna go the opposite way i think i hope tra- justin fields is a great game because i'm a big justin fields right. fan i hope too. he comes out and plays well i don't know why I you're do. so
2: yeah offended by trey lance i know he's so shut up shut up all right child
1: Mike, I'm going to throw it to you. Matt shared his overall take on the game, what he's looking forward to seeing. What are you looking forward to seeing the most Sunday morning?
3: Sunday morning. Uh, The right tackle position. Uh, When I say looking forward to the most, right, obviously we all want to see the Niners do well. We want to see a good game. We want to see a dominant defense and all that stuff. Uh, I'm here to look at the deficiencies, if I'm being completely honest with you, right? I want to see our weaknesses, and I want to see how bad those weaknesses are. Um, The the, the Bears – Um, Yeah, the Bears have um, uh, Robert Quinn over there, 18 and a half sacks last year, right? Uh, If if I'm the Bears, I'm not going to put him on the left side with Trent Williams. I'm going to move him to the right side, the left side of their defense. But I'm going to move him to the right side over whoever is playing right tackle and really work that guy. You know what I mean? Like, look at what the Rams did against the Niners. They moved uh, their best defensive lineman, Aaron Donald, all over that line to cause havoc against us in that NFC championship game. I want to see the Bears do that so I can get a real assessment of what this right tackle position looks like. Believe it or not, I'm way more confident in the two guards in the center than I am whoever. I don't care if it's Mike McGlinchey, who, by the way, his name was not on that injury list. I don't know if you guys noticed that. Mike McGlinchey's name was not on that injury list at all. I don't care if it's Mike McGlinchey. I don't care if it's a Colton McKivitt, whoever it is. I want to see them against their best pass rusher a couple of times in this game so I can get an assessment on how I'm going to feel about this offensive line throughout the game. uh, Throughout the season, sorry.
2: Yeah, and I feel you on that. I just wonder if Robert Quinn is going to suffer from the loss of Khalil Mack, which I suspect might be the case. Um, The the Bears defense lost a couple of key pieces. Um, By all accounts, Roquan Smith is not happy with the team they haven't moved off him yet maybe they can still repair the relationship but you know it's he made a very public trade request again this is one of those situations where i agree with you i want to see what he looks like against robert quinn um but if you're the 49ers and you see robert quinn against mike mclinchey and you're planning on running the ball just run it behind big trent williams you can take yeah. robert quinn out of the game i feel like
3: yeah, they have uh, another guy that came over with the defensive coordinator uh, from Indy, uh, Muhammad. Sorry, I, I hate to interrupt you. Can we just ban this fool? He's just being oh, stupid. stupid. Don't ban
2: him. Let him. Let him have his. Moment. Sorry, Five dude. Timeout. Five minutes. Time Timeout. Time time it is. Timeout. Okay.
3: Fine.
1: I, Be I, respectful in the chat,
2: please. Be respectful in the chat. He, yeah, I, he's 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 getting a little out of out of pocket. I don't mind. I don't mind opposing teams talking stuff, but like you know. When it's just blind and, like, not even – it's nonsensical. It's
3: just for the sake of trolling. No, I get it. I get you. I get it. Um, Like,
2: I I encourage opposing team fans to come in here and contribute to the show. Like, we'll talk. But if you're just, you know, if you're just hijacking the chat, like, you got to sit down for a minute.
3: Now, uh, this this guy, uh, Muhammad, came over from the Colts, and he was a situational pass rusher, right? And he still had six sacks last season. Uh, they, they converted to a 4-3 instead of a 3-4 now. Uh, and so I think that's going to be the guy opposite of uh, Quinn. I, I really think he's going to be the guy playing opposite him in a more yeah, – According to their uh, depth you know, chart, he is. He is, yeah. So that, yeah. that would make a lot of sense to me then. So I'm, I'm anxious to see how he looks. You know, How many times have we seen a situational pass rusher and be like, man, this guy should get more reps, right? Like we're we're sitting there saying things like that. This is his moment, you know, uh, and I heard you guys talk about Roquan Smith earlier. I understand that he's a little disgruntled about his contract, but let me tell you something, man, when guys step back and bet on themselves, that's usually their best season. Oh, yeah, it's usually sure, their yeah. best season. So we're gonna we're gonna have our hands full. Uh, I know that a lot of people feel like this should be a, um an easy game and things like that. I don't know how easy we ex- I, I expect this game to be. Justin fields is is a capable quarterback. He can make all the throws. Uh, Not to mention, he ran for over 100 yards last time we played them, and that was in in the old system. This is a new system that's more quarterback-friendly. They're bringing some things over from Green Bay uh, with their new coaching coordinator, offensive coordinator. So this is going to be something that I think he he could probably take a couple of steps forward in. Uh, We should see a nice step in progress from Justin Fields from year one to year two, although this is a new system. So does that that count as year one in the system now? How, How does that work? I don't know. But I'm looking forward to the game. It should be a lot of fun.
1: So I pulled this up. I thought this was just funny to talk about real quick. On KBR, Corey Wooden said, Bears will win, 49ers will – or excuse me, and Fields will outplay Trey. 49ers don't have faith in Trey, to which Kyle Shanahan responded. It sounds like he has no idea what he's talking about is just reading headlines. This is why I love Kyle Shanahan. He just does not care anymore. He's like, you know what? I'm so tired of all the BS. This guy has no idea what he's talking about. He's not even going to hide it. Um, The fact that you – Anybody could say the 49ers don't have faith in Trey Lance. It's just astounding to me based off of everything they did to move up and get him and then to move off of Jimmy to to play him like Kyle just said, you know, where he didn't move off a $25 million, $24 million starting quarterback off of a guy we wouldn't have faith in. As far as this game, it's tough for me to go with anybody else but Drake Jackson, and I'm going to sound like a broken record because I've been talking about this dude every single game since the preseason. I'm excited to see what he can do. I really am. We're finally going to get to see him paired opposite of Nick Bosa with Eric Armstead in the middle. The defensive line is extremely deep. Watching the Rams let Matthew Stafford get obliterated last night made me so excited about the 49ers two matchup against them this year. Um, The Bears have a little bit of extra help because Justin Fields is extremely mobile and he's going to be able to roll out, escape, extend plays. That does concern me a bit. So I'm hoping the 49ers can keep them in the pocket and capitalize on the pressure they're going to be able to generate because they will be able to generate some. Matt, I'm going to throw it back to you. Before we yeah. do our offensive and defensive MVP predictions, yeah, for sure. Um, what would you be happy with coming out of tomorrow's game with Trey Lance's performance? Maybe not through the roof, maybe not, you know, oh my God, I yeah. can't believe that happened. But oh no, it was a good performance. See-
2: I want to see efficiency. I want to see him protect the football more than we know that Jimmy Garoppolo would protect the football in the same situation, right? Um, You're going to see flash. You might not see the completion percentage that you would see, right? So maybe one big play and just protecting the football um, and protecting himself. You know, if he's going to run with the football, I want to see more of what he did in preseason week one where he slid and got down. So mistake relative mistake free right if he's going to miss i want to see him miss small i want to see him protect the ball and protect himself so efficient day from trey lance just a step in the right direction he doesn't have to be a world beater or an mvp candidate overnight let's just see progression from last year
1: exactly Exactly. mike you have anything out of that
3: yeah i I, to to matt's point you know one you want to see efficiency from you know trey lance someone in the chat said something about the small school quarterback is going to suck or something like that right Well, the last time I just pulled up Carson Wentz versus the Bears, and he's three and zero against the Bears. Um, I'm not quite sure what a small school has to do with ability. So, I mean, I don't know if you guys know what school Carson Wentz went to, but (laughs) hello, here comes Trey Lance. You know what I'm saying? So, it's I'm not worried about it. You know, this guy he threw for over 650 yards against them, five touchdowns. It's not counting any rushing stats at all, any scrambling or anything like that. The Bears are going to have their hands full. So it's, I'm not, I wouldn't just say the small school guy is going to, is going to suck against the Bears. It's, it's, it doesn't work like that. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And, you know, this is, this is a battle of a team. And, you know, I mean, we, we can do it right now. I mean, we probably should do it right now. Run position group by position group. 49ers, how, how do they match up against the Bears? You know, I feel like Justin Fields and Trey Lance are on similar footing. Um, Justin Fields struggled a lot last year. Had had some good moments, but a lot of times where he looked like he was just getting battered out there. And that's just like a bad team, right? And Trey Lance, on the other hand, has a lot of inexperience. So I think you're looking at them kind of as the same in the same place where they're coming into this season. They really need to make an impact. They really need to prove themselves. Quarterback to me is a push. What do you guys think?
1: I I might give the edge to Justin Fields a little bit just because he has a full, basically a full year's worth of experience. With that said it's it's maybe like you know fifty nine forty one or whatever you know that would break down would be it's not it's not that big of a of a push um because i really like trey lance's ability and i think even with the limited experience he's shown a, a pretty good glimpse of what he can bring to the table and that should be enough for this team to be able to take off um Mike, who are you taking out of the two week one' yeah, long
3: you know just based off of what we've seen only what we've seen i'm going to give the edge to justin field but like you said it's, it's an ever so slightly like margin it's, it's not it's not much of a difference right now but uh we have seen you know even if you just factor in preseason right justin field last time out there he was something crazy like 14 of 16 or or 12 of 14 for three touchdowns like it, an incredible quarterback rating he was just on fire right like he couldn't miss so uh, I, I'm going to give him the edge right now. Doesn't mean that he's going to be the better quarterback overall or even tomorrow uh, on Sunday's game, but just right now, I'm going to give him the edge just to Justin Fields at the quarterback. Now, if you're talking quarterback room, it's the Niners, but we're just talking about one versus one, right? So I'm going to give it to Fields. Right. right now. I thought right, this suite we feel- was
1: interesting. Uh, sorry, yeah. real quick. Uh, yeah. Sam Monson of PFF. Justin Fields is the highest graded quarterback in the preseason, 15-plus dropbacks, passed for 8.1 yards per attempt, rushed for 7.6, and didn't have a turnover-worthy play. Man doesn't have much help around them, but he looks very good heading into year two. He had a very, very good preseason dad on what Mike just said. So,
2: Yeah, I always take preseason superstars with a grain of salt, though, because we've seen it before, right? Where a guy comes in, he tears it up in the preseason. But he's going to be facing, for again, if we believe that the 49ers are a top five defense, and I know Mike, I think, believe, said that he thinks they're a top three defense in the NFL, then Justin Fields should struggle against us. Because his preseason numbers largely came against backups. I mean, that's what preseason is, right? It's, it's tune-up. So now the games count and it'll be interesting to see. And I think it's very telling that Justin Fields, um, you know, he was talking about his left tackle and said, listen, I love my dude to death, but, you know, I, I don't expect him to win every time against somebody like Nick Bosa, you know. So it Justin Fields is aware of what's coming. And so I think that, you know, he it, it's it's going to be a situation where he, there's just not enough around him when the games count. It's easy for your for your backups to look good against other teams backups. But when the cream of the crop is rising, uh, the 49ers just have more cream.
3: I, I also want to see Nick Bosa play on the left side of the of their offensive line. You know, a lot I was watching a lot of stuff last year from the Niners and they started moving him over to the right tackle. And I, I felt like he's just more effective from the left side. I don't I don't like that they do that with him. Uh now maybe that was due to lack of, you know, um whether it be D Ford or whoever and you know other players that were filling in were more comfortable. I think it's on purpose. Side.
2: It's it's a strategy to get to poke the ball free from right-handed quarterbacks. Oh okay. So it's for strip sack purposes. And Joey typically lines up on the left-hand side as well. So it's something that more teams are doing because typically the the opponent's best offensive lineman is their left tackle. So if you can afford to put your best guy on a right tackle, who's probably not as good, it's the same thing why you want to see how Mike McGlinchey holds up against Robert Quinn, right? Okay. We know that Mike McGlinchey is not as good as Trent Williams. So why would we put Robert Quinn against Trent Williams? We're going to put him against Mike McGlinchey. Same thing kind of holds true for Bosa. Yeah. The quarterback can see Bosa coming a little easier, but Bosa also has eyes on the ball rather than he's looking at the quarterback's back. And so he can make uh, a better attempt at strip sacks.
3: Well, correct me if I'm wrong. Their left tackle is a fifth round rookie, right? Like, isn't isn't that who their left tackle is this year? The Bears they got a lot of of suspect players. Um Yeah. Let me see if I can pull up their depth chart really quick. I, I thought that's what the case was. I could I could be wrong. So guys, forgive me uh if if I'm wrong. Uh Bears depth chart.
2: Oh, he is. He is a rookie. That's that was why the quote was so from Justin Fields was so um, like poignant. Said, yeah. So quote, Justin Fields said Jones. He says, I know Jones is not going to win every rep. You know, um, they're going to try to help him out as much as possible to keep both from wrecking their offence, offensive plans. And their coach said it's a great challenge for him. Anytime you play someone of the caliber as Mr. Bosa prevent, presents to you. You've got to have a plan regardless of who your right or left tackle are. You've got to make sure you've got a plan because he's someone that can change the game. You've got to do your best to make sure that you minimize that as much as you can. So yeah, he Jones came from Southern Utah and this is his first NFL start, but you know, Larry Borum is, is a right tackle and it's, that's not exactly a household name either. So wherever you put Bosa, he's going to eat. And now we have Joe Vaughn Kidball looking like a beast, but let's, let's get back into the, the comparison because it kind of plays into it. Um, I also think running back is something that's kind of a push. I think that, you know, David Montgomery and Khalil Herbert are nothing to sneeze at, but neither are neither is, uh, Elijah Mitchell and Jeff Wilson Jr. And then throwing in Ty Davis price and Jordan Mason. So that to me is kind of like a similar situation too, where they're, they're kind of evenly matched. I call that a push as well. Yeah, I agree with that. What about you, Zach?
1: For the most part. Yeah. Um, I want to say maybe the Bears get a little bit, but I really like Elijah Mitchell. Um, hope Hopefully he doesn't get injured. I know he had that injury that kept him out the whole preseason. Hopefully that doesn't like, re-aggravate or anything. But even if so, Jeff Wilson's a very capable back, and I'd like to see Jordan Mason and TDP get extended carries. Obviously not at somebody else's expense, but if that were to be the case,
2: I'd be interested to see what would happen. So I think it would be something like a, um, like, uh, you know, 12 or 13, 9 or 10 for the for Jeff Wilson, and then maybe like 4 or 5. <laughs> oh, no. All right. What about wide receiver? Uh, 49ers, hands down. Have no wide. question. No question at all. Um, Equinemius St. Brown is the lesser of the St. Brown brothers. Um, Amon Ross St. Brown is, is far more talented. Darnell Mooney is nothing to sneeze at. But the fact that their third string wide receiver is one Dante Pettis, you're in big trouble if you're the Bears. Um,
1: How did I not even know they were brothers until right now? You just blew my mind. The I Saint mean, Brown brothers,
2: Equinemius and Aminra, like that's kind of a you know off kilter first name. And then Saint Brown, you just got to put one and one together, my brother. There's so many players in the NFL. I guess just Equinemius is the older brother, though.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, the 49ers definitely have the edge at the wide receiver position. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Jawan Jennings, Danny Gray. Mike, you're cracking up. What's going on?
3: I fought for this guy to not get blocked. he came he comes in right away just trash, 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 block it was so funny. I'm like, dude, like I was gonna say next time I spoke like guy, like chill out, I fought for them to not block you, but before I could even say it, it was just blocked. I was like, all right, that's great. If that
1: you're not funny. adding anything constructive to the conversation and you're just actively trolling for for trolling purposes, you can go elsewhere and do it. I'll never understand why teams go to a different team's channel just to talk shit like I get it you
2: don't have anything else going and on and not even productive life. shit like hey the 49ers could lose and here's why yeah. good point good point not even yeah. not even great point right just a point point. and this was no point this was just trash 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 all right well we're going to take you out if all you if all you're saying is trash we're going to treat you like it i don't know we why my camera you. went out i'm I'm going to hop
1: back in and I'll be right back
3: yes right. sir we got to we got to change the layout here matt uh yeah, yeah. So there we, go. we got this, man. That's funny though, man. I like. I wanted to tell him like, "Chill out before they block you," and like, I didn't even yeah. get a chance to come off of you. <laughs> and he was gonna. He was going like instantly. You know, I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, man. I, I used mean, we're to, like uh, Thor, man. We dropped the hammer pretty quick. No, I see, and and it comes down hard, man. Um, I used to I used to watch other teams and listen to other teams' podcasts just to see what they said, and I would it would help me in my preparation for the game. Can we handle what they're talking about? Right, every team. Uh, every team in every game feels like, guys, we have a shot at winning this if X, Y, and Z happens. And so, those are yeah. the kind of things that I like to hear. Uh, and that's why I'm not so quick to get rid of opposing teams. Uh, right, and, and that's okay. Like, like I'm, I'm, right. I'm cool with
2: that. Right, like it, it's just you know, again, trash, trash, trash. Like, okay, oh,
3: let me ask you this question while max going because
2: right? we're fair. We're we're very fair, right? Like, we're gonna break it yeah. down. And I try to be objective. There are going to be teams that we face on the schedule that I'm, you know, I'm not going to be the homer and be like, yeah, the 49ers is going to win, right? Yeah, but no, Bears, I Bears, to... Bears, hands down. Everybody is aware that the Bears are one of the worst rosters in the NFL.
3: mm mm-hmm. It's not even yeah. a question, right? Now, if let me ask somebody you really.
2: like Buffalo or KC or somebody like that. Now we have a real conversation of like, dang, I'm exactly,
3: right? It's more about how can we win, not will we win, right? It's it, it changes right, right, the right, tone right, of everything. Exactly. But let me. Exactly. Let me ask you this while Zach is gone, right? The 49ers oh, he's are, he's back. back. Never mind. That's all right. You can still ask me, me though. Uh, no, go ahead. 40, go, ahead. go ahead. The 49ers, since Kyle Shanahan has been here, has not had a repeat rushing leader. So, if it's not Elijah Mitchell this year, who do you guys think it'll be?
2: I'm going to say Jordan Mason.
3: Jeff Wilson, Jr. All right, I like I like both of those responses, man. I like them a lot, so that's pretty cool. I think. Well, who's your Jordan, answer? Right? Uh, I went with Jeff Wilson Jr., but a lot of people were saying Jordan Mason because of his running style and ability. Uh, I just think it's going to take a lot for him to even get in the lineup, honestly.
2: Yeah, to me, well, but but even but even dating to last year, people like Hasty got carries, right? Um, I mean, man, we always talk about. Tevin Coleman, one yard in a cloud of dust, you know, and even still it's like you have you have Coleman, you have Brita, you have uh uh cargo plane, you got Hasty, right? That's four backs. You're gonna get carries, right? And if one week we saw Hasty one week went off and averaged like six yards of carry, the next week he got more carries. He didn't do anything with it, but he got more. And Shanahan's not afraid to ride the hot hand when it comes to his running backs. So if Jordan Mason can get four or five yards or, or four or five carries and and get some really good yards. Then the next time, maybe he gets six or seven. If he does well with that, that's how you start creeping up to me. Jeff Wilson has always been a guy where I'm like, he's nice as a backup and particularly as a third down, like pass catching option. We all remember the zero blitz where he took it to the house, right? You want somebody who can catch the football, but an every down back, I just don't see that from Jeff Wilson. I don't think that he has the juice.
1: If I remember correctly, he started in place of an injured Elijah Mitchell in the Bengals game last year. He did a pretty good job.
2: Um, Wasn't spectacular or anything, but he held it down. Um, I don't think your backup running back should be spectacular, though. Fair. Jeff Wilson at this point is a five or six year pro. We know what Jeff Wilson Jr. is. That's why I want to go with one of the young guys, because it's like there's a reason why the 49ers felt comfortable getting rid of a third round pick and trade sermon for this kid.
3: There's something to that. I don't think we have any spectacular backs right now, including Elijah Mitchell. I don't think the, the the, the days of the long run going for, you know, 50, 60 yards, 40 yards, those days are gone until we find someone else. So. Uh, I think we're just looking for someone steady, consistent, you know what I mean? And that's what the Nines are looking for. So right now, it's, it's anyone's game. So I, I agree. Like, there's no wrong answer. But I, th- I just thought it was a fun exercise because we have never had a repeat rushing leader since Shanahan has been here. I thought that was really interesting.
2: It is. Okay. It is. okay. So, so oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. We were at the wide receiver position, I think, at this point. I think I think we're, we, we're still at a push on the right, right. David Montgomery is an established running back. He's a good running back. Khalil Herbert's a nice change of pace guy too. So their running back room is pretty good. We're talking about the wide receivers, and again, you're looking at Darnell Mooney, you're looking at Equinemius St. Brown, you're looking at Byrus, Byron Pringle, you're looking at Velas Jones Jr., and then you get to Dante Pettis.
3: Not a good receiver group, man. I mean, yeah, crazy. I mean crazy. if if, one, if right. you're if your top four guy is someone that we willingly let go of, that should let you know where our Ranking is already you know what i mean like this is someone that was just straight up cut wasn't like he got to the end of his contract this was a guy that we said you know what just go like we we're better off without you
2: okay this this is my wait wait put that back up that's my boy that's my little brother right there um he's my friend but he's like my little brother he's a bears fan he grew up a bears fan so we, we got some heat over this game right here but a i agree to this i will take this bet If the 49ers lose to the Bears, I will buy a Bears jersey. I will buy a Fields jersey. But get ready to wear that Trey Lance, baby.
1: I have to show up. That's a great bet, by the way. With this comment, Leonardo, I love this channel, but ever since that one guy said it looks like Zach's avatar, looked like he pissed himself. I cannot see it. Please fix it. That is piss good, sir. I am covered in my own urine out of excitement and love for the 49ers. Fuck you, Steve, if you're watching. For commenting that. Fuck you. It was a good cartoon. Shadows worked out the way they did. I have no control over it. I didn't draw it. Matt, for some reason, has got an a A plus shadow on his end. Doesn't have to worry about anything. Meanwhile, I'm looking like I just drank a damn gallon of water out of my penis. I had to get that out. All right. Or you just
2: right. stay. Hey, that's, that's because gonna... my dick's big enough to not cast shadows on my crotch, buddy. <laughs> All right, we're in the weeds now.
1: <laughs> all right, all right. The line is six and a half. Yeah, what the hell is going on after dark? <laughs> the line is six and a half. Are you guys taking the over or under?
2: Um, I'm taking the over for the 49ers. I think they win by like 10 or
3: more. I'm going to go under. I'm going to go under for one thing. Um, I don't I think. Don't, we we haven't seen Kyle with that killer instinct as long as he's been here. Um, I haven't seen that version of Kyle Shanahan where he just runs up the score, continually keeps trying to score at a certain point in the game. If, if we do get a comfortable lead, he's just going to go run heavy, run, 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 field goal, run, 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 punt, whatever. And that's what he does. And I think he's going to try to protect Trey Lance also not overexpose him to certain things like that. I think, I think, the six-and-a-half line, I think we're capable of winning by more than that, so let me be very clear with what I'm saying. But it also comes down to coaching. You know, same thing we're, talk- we're comparing, um, you know, each position group, right? It's cool that they have the better running backs. It's cool that we have better wide receivers, right? It's cool that we have the better offensive line. We haven't got there yet. They might have the better quarterback right now, but they have to go against our defense. You know what I'm saying? So it, that, that, it doesn't just say that, you know. We're talking about the Bears having one of the worst rosters. I had the Patriots with the worst roster, but that coaching staff elevates it. And so going into the spread, you got to look at the coaching staff and how they play the game. Kyle just doesn't have that killer instinct. I wish he did. I would love for Trey Lance to be the guy to give him the confidence and say, fuck it, let's do it. But I until I see it, I can't bank on Kyle just going out there and blowing people out,
2: man. I, I just wonder, though, if it's less about Kyle's killer instinct – versus Kyle doesn't have the big play guy. Because if you're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to hit those like big plays, right? Even to a lesser extent, you know, people will point back to the Super Bowl year. Oh, he didn't have the killer instinct or whatever. Man, Matt Ryan is not a guy that's going to like kill you over the top either. You know? Julio Jones, not really a super deep route runner. He's a precise route runner. Very good. Intermediate, very good to the sideline. will make some ridiculous catches, but you're not running nine pattern with Julio Jones. What we know about Trey Lance is that he is inconsistent. He will miss some gimmies, but the one thing that he has is he has a really, really good looking deep ball. And he more often than not, he puts it on the money. And now you're talking about a guy out there with four three speed and Danny Gray. And I think that people are going to sleep on Danny Gray a little bit because they're worried about Brandon Ayuk. They're worried about Debo Samuel. If Kittle's healthy, they're going to be worried about him. They know Kyle Shanahan likes to run. And maybe once, maybe twice this game, Danny Gray gets a little loose. And rather than Jimmy Garoppolo either underthrowing or overthrowing by a country mile, maybe Trey puts that on, on point. And maybe that's six, and that's where we get the big play. And you don't need Kyle Shanahan to have a killer instinct necessarily, because the big plays will come with Trey Lance's natural ability.
3: That is a phenomenal point. We get a ten a ten point lead. You know, just ten nothing. You know, a touchdown, and a field goal. I could see Kyle on second down just airing it out, just to see what happens. Get Danny Grayson playing time. Let Trey Lance stay loose and stay warm. That is an excellent point. And, and and that's that's what makes or breaks games. There's one big play here or there in your favor, and all of a sudden you're winning by three or four scores. So that is a phenomenal point. No, deep balls, no pause, baby. Like all No day. pause.
1: I'm taking six and a half as the line. Give me the over, baby. Give me the over. The 49ers are going to make a statement. Mike, you said Kyle Shanahan has never really had that killer instinct. Once he gets the lead, he protects it. He just watched his fucking understudy win the Super Bowl and go through him to get it with the quarterback he wanted. He is a different coach this year. You can tell in the media. You can tell by how he's handled this whole offseason. He's going to have the killer instinct this year. He's finally got the guy to do it in Trey Lance. I say Niners by 10. Hey,
2: I you know, and to your point, somebody, I think somebody asked Kyle about how he felt about the Rams losing. He was like, hey, I liked watching that. Yeah. So... As opposed to, like, he wouldn't normally comment on that type of stuff, right? But I'm sure it gets in his craw that Sean McVay was able to get a Super Bowl before he was. So I think I think this is the year. Again, it's what I talked about with the Bills, right? They went through a lot of adversity, losing to a team that they had beat six straight in the fashion that they did um, in a game where your offense gave you next to nothing and you were still within you know, a throw's distance of winning the game. You know, they shut down Elijah Mitchell. They shut down the run game and they dared Jimmy Garoppolo to beat him and he couldn't. But guess what? Trey Lance is going to be able to beat you over the top, right? Matt Stafford, not Matt Stafford. Jalen Ramsey got barbecued on Thursday. There, there's a lot of holes in that Rams team. And you either take it like the Bills took it with their loss to Kansas City and you turn it into motivation or you fall apart. I feel, have a feeling that. Kyle Shanahan, who wants to win at all costs, who has the red ass, as we like to say, he's going to go out there and be aggressive and he's going to want to turn it up and this team is going to want to go for broke.
1: Perfectly said. Perfectly said. All right. Um, Are we going to continue on with this roster by roster?
2: Yeah. We're at the the offensive lines. I'm going to give the slight edge to the 49ers just because of Trent Williams. Everything else is... I mean, the Bears' offensive line, Cody Whitehair's there, but that's like, you know, whatever. They both have pretty bad offensive lines, if we're being honest. Forty 49ers are a little bit better. The 49ers are really unproven up the middle, though, and that really, really worries me. And we saw it in the preseason where, again, Trey Lance got taken out of the third preseason game early because it was like,
3: okay, th- this kid's getting killed. So, so we need to see would you what they're going to be be starting. Would you rather be starting a fifth round guard or a fifth round tackle?
2: I uh, listen, I get that, I get that, but I'm going position by position because would you rather start Spencer Burford or Cody Whitehair? I'll take Cody Whitehair,
3: but Aaron Banks. All right, I okay, I see what you're saying. You know what I, I'm saying? I, like, like I'm just
2: looking saying. at the uh, I could go position by position, that'd be great, but I'm taking the unit as a whole, both, both. The Bears have a bad offensive line. The 49ers have an elite level left tackle and then question marks everywhere else, including Mike McGlinchey because Mike McGlinchey is coming off of a major injury. So I'll give the edge to the 49ers, but it's not like, you know, the difference between, you know, the old school Dallas Cowboys offensive line and the Bears offensive line. You know what I'm saying? It's closer than one would think, but the edge goes to the 49ers
3: for me. Non-homer, I swear, I'm going with the Niners. Like the Niners have the better line. I'm like, just I, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give it to the Niners. I I can't in good conscience say that the Bears have the the better. All, like it just I think a Bears fan would say, yeah, it's probably you guys this year. Like and, and whether you go through PFF, whether you go through preseason rankings and stats and things like that, uh, Aaron Banks is a second round pick. Like he's not just some some bum that is in here just to play and no, nobody in the NFL was a bum. Let me be clear. I don't want to sound disrespectful to anybody, but he's not just Jake Brindell, some journeyman who we're plugging in over here. Right. So let me, let me put the heat back on us. Right. He's not just a break of Jake Brindell type player. He is a guy with a high pedigree coming from a team that produces offensive lines in the NFL. Like that's what Notre Dame, like this, this is, this is what they do. Right. So um, I, I have to give it to the Niners and I don't think it's close, just to be clear.
1: I also give it to the Niners. Um, I'm not sure if it's as big of a a gap, but it's a sizable gap from the Bears to the Niners. There are some question marks, but I think what we do know should give us enough comfort
2: um, going into this game. Bro, you guys are going to have a hard time scoring 27 points with your skill positions. No offense. Like, Lance could take some time to cook, but... 27 points against a defense is going to be hard to come by when you got as many holes as y'all do. Yeah. Good luck. All right, All right. so now we're to the defensive line. This one's clearly the 49ers. It's not even close. Yeah. They got the
1: close. best in the league. Best in the league.
2: I mean, it's right up there. It's got to be right up there. Yeah. <laughs> Fan arrogance has you guys extremely underestimating Chicago Bears defensive line. I love Joey Bosa. He plays for the Chargers. But 18 and a half sacks is 18 and a half sacks. Watch out for Robert Quinn. No Khalil Mack to... So I'm I'm doubling Robert Quinn all day. And make everybody
3: else prove it. Yeah, Muhammad, Muhammad's going to have to go out there and actually do something, you know. Um, you guys got to... Like for the our fan, uh, Mika. I'm assuming it's Mika. They're they're saying... Maybe it's Mika. I don't know. Sorry. No disrespect at all. Um, they're saying... We'll get you know, there, by the like, way. What are we... What are we really talking about here, right? You got Nick Bosa and you got Robert Quinn. I would call that a push. Not so much if you want to give the edge to to Quinn because he had more sacks than Bosa, that's fine, but Bosa was coming off of a nasty injury and still had 15 or 16 sacks, right? So And I Bosa mean, also led the NFL in tackles for loss. Ex- right. So that that's why I I mean if you want to call it a push, you want to do that, that's fine. If you want to give the edge to either one of those guys, I understand how you how you conclude that, right? But we have a second-round pass rusher who should have been a first-rounder that's coming in there. We have another first-round defensive lineman in Javon Kinlaw, who's finally healthy. We have Eric Armstead, who's another first-round. Like, come on. like You you cannot say that they're de- these defensive lines are equal. Mika, you know it, too. That's why you only mentioned one pass rusher, one defensive <laughs> lineman. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, so, hey,
2: we ain't even going to wait till next week. Just come back after the press conferences, and we'll be here. We'll be here.
1: Yes, sir. All right, tight end. We did skip tight end. We'll get back
2: to that tight end. If George Kittle is not, not playing, then I'm going to give it to the Bears because I think Cole Komet is, has a lot of potential. And I thought he was really good last year. Um, and Jimmy Graham was stealing touchdowns from him. I think he's actually going to blow up this year. I think it's going to be a, a good year for Cole Komet.
3: He's probably going to be a top three tight end in the NFL this year. So I'm not going to make any mistakes about that. Yeah, he's that good. Bro, he, he's good. Between the twenties and for whatever reason they ignored him down in the red zone or whatever
2: It's the Jimmy Graham effect, but Jimmy Graham's gone, so now it he's going to get all those crime. touchdowns.
3: Yeah, now he's going to get the t- like it was a crime how they treat him. But we're not just on here just talking just to talk. Like we know what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? So he's he's a really good tight end. It's no disrespect to him at all. Um, Even if you include Kittle in this, I I I don't know, man. I don't know because you don't know what version to kill. You're gonna get. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's hard. I'm fucking. I'll just. I'm gonna say that they have the better Titans. I'll say it. I'll say. It. I know no one else wants to say. It. I'll. I'll give them the edge there.
2: Bro, Bears fans are aggressive. We'll get to special teams too. Don't worry. We'll get there. Relax. It's almost like we're going position by position,
1: and we haven't gotten to that right. position yet.
2: Right. Crazy. We're the thing. To the defense, guys.
1: Yeah. Crazy. I know. Um. Yeah. I don't think Kittle's going to play, so I'm going to give the, the nod here to the Bears. Uh, Cole Komet, I like Cole Komet. I don't think he's a top three. You got Kelsey, Kittle, Pitts. At the very least, I don't see him breaking that. Top five, I'd say yes. He's talented. Justin Fields is going to need him as a security blanket, especially with a very, very weak wide receiver group, and I really like Darnell Mooney. With that said, I'm giving the, the tight end
3: to the Bears without George Kittle. It's it's Kelsey it's Waller Cam Pitts and Andrews and then Kittle
2: I I got Andrews number two Andrews is like Lamar Jackson's dude and he's good he's good um okay <sighs> Guy you got again you gotta relax your boy was 58.9 percent completions had more picks than touchdowns and had a 73.2 passer rating. Okay. If that's this guy actually brings something so, to
3: the table, I,
2: I want to, and that. that's why, and that's why, no, Hey, I appreciate it. We appreciate the talk. And that's why I'm bringing up his comments. Um, I think I, he's, no, he's doing a good job. I get it. I totally do. So I just want to say like, Hey, the, the experience that Justin Fields got last year might not be great because people who get hit as much as Justin Fields got hit. Look at, look at, look at David Carr. Like you start getting gunshot, you start hearing footsteps. We all remember the Sam Darnold I'm seeing ghosts thing. Like you got to be careful, and the Bears got to be real careful with how they handle Justin Fields going forward because he took a lot of unnecessary punishment last year. And if they're not careful with him, they're going to ruin him. And they hired a defensive head coach, and they didn't spend any high draft capital on either playmakers or offensive line help. So you got to be very careful with how you approach Justin Fields. And I don't think that the gap between Justin Fields and Trey Lance, which two out of the three guys, I said it was a push, but these two guys gave the edge to Justin Fields at the quarterback position. I don't think that you can look at that as like this huge leap. So what you're talking about, that's fine, but it's not just the quarterback position.
1: Also, the amount of hits that Justin Fields takes when he's already down, I don't know what he does to these opposing defenses to make them so mad at him, but he takes a lot of hits to the head, and I really
3: it hope they start calling calls. that. No, yeah, never right. gets called. I've never seen that shit before in my There was life. one where <laughs> he got
2: hit so hard that not only his helmet came off, but his headband came off too. Yeah. So, they better call it. And then, and then, as a medical professional, you know, we all know that story about Justin Fields having the, you know, the epilepsy or whatever, the childhood epilepsy. And I was like, "Damn, they're about to give that shit to him again because he got cracked." So, yeah. All right, are we moving on to linebackers now? We'll move on to linebackers. I already know Niners. Fred yeah, the Warner, Niners. Aziz. Yeah. Dre. The Bears. The Bears have the best linebacker. I think Roquan Smith is the best linebacker top to bottom. But as a position group, Fred Warner's not that far behind Roquan Smith. I think Fred Warner is a little lacking in coverage, but as a tackler, Fred Warner's there. As a run, as a you know gap stuffer, Fred Warner's there. Coverage could be a little bit better. Maybe that was just him getting paid or whatever. But then after Roquan Smith, you're not looking at a ton. You know, Nicholas Morrow, Matthew Adams, but it's not Aziz Alshair, Dre Greenlaw,
3: you know so the 49ers for me get the vote there yeah there's nothing like it's we're talking about groups not individual players you got to give it to the to to the Niners there
1: all right moving on to the secondary corners
2: I got the Niners there too we're going to see Charvarius Ward play Um, Jalen Johnson Kyler Gordon that's fine but I think the 49ers overall run deep there too yeah agreed yep same safeties push for me eddie jackson's really good um and we're we're missing jimmy ward he's not going to play so with the safeties that we're starting i don't know i worry about talano hufanga um with his athleticism i think that he gives up the sideline a little too much and i don't know what george odom is yet as a starting safety we're going to find out but i know that eddie jackson's pretty damn good so
3: I'm going Bears. Yeah, I am going to say it's not a push, bro. <laughs> I love you, Matt, but it is not a push, man. It, th- this well, is, it's a, this I mean, a, I guess. I guess, uh, yeah, I should give it to the Bears,
2: too. I should give it to the Bears. I shouldn't be a homer there. Yeah, Eddie this, Jackson's this really cool. good. Yeah, yeah, Eddie Jackson's really, really good. I should have just Ward. It at that. Eddie Jackson's really good.
1: <laughs> if Jimmy Ward was here, I would say Niners. Jimmy Ward's not here, got to go Bears. All right. Uh, special teams.
2: Um, yeah, well, we, yeah, um, man, I, man, I got to give it to the bears. What's going on Mike? right now. I got to give it to the bears right now. No, you I don't. like Cairo Santo. Oh. I, I, I like Cairo Santos It's better than I like Robbie Gould. And I mean, I don't know who the bears punter are, but I do know that Mitch, which now not great. And I don't know enough about Ray, Ray McLeod with how he's going to handle the duties as opposed to they're throwing Khalil Herbert back there. So I'm good with
3: that. But what you do know about is Tim Hightower, and he is the new Bears special teams coordinator. It's the Niners all day, baby. He is the worst special what teams coordinator. About that? Yes, he is the worst special oh, teams shit. coordinator. Oh, oh never NFL, mind. Except, ignore for, me. Yeah, except for the Packers guy. I'm sorry, guys. We I've seen the scheme. I've seen the plan, and it is not a good one. It's oh, not yeah, a good one. No.
2: Oh, God. I forgot he went there. I thought they that he got ghosted from the NFL because he sucks so bad. Apparently not. Um, well, I stand corrected. I was wrong. I, I want to apologize to the faithful right here, right now. <laughs> I want to apologize to my co hosts. It is in no way, shape, or form. I don't care if I like Cairo Santos better than Robbie Gould. Hightower is the biggest dog shit coach ever. And you know what? I was looking at the players because I figured we'd get to coaching, but we didn't even need to wait because is terrible. Now, moving on to coaching, it's the 49ers clearly. Matt Eberflus has no pedigree whatsoever as a head coach. So you got to go with the guy who's been to two NFC championship games and a Super Bowl.
1: Not only that, defensive coordinator, the likely next head coach in the NFL, D'Amico Ryans, was a freaking all-star last year as a coach. His first year coach in the defense, the defense, excuse me. Got to go Niners. You got to go Niners. Kyle Shanahan, DeBico Ryans. If both of them were on the open market right now, you can't tell me that every single team besides maybe five would be firing their head coach to get these guys.
3: Mike, who do you got? When you have a defensive coordinator who's turning down second interviews because he decided he wanted to stay with the team he's at, it lets you know all you want. And by the way, it's his first year there. It was his first year there. So, That just shows you what the possibilities are. Uh, The defense just getting better. Another year under his belt, man, he's going to have a lot more fun. Once Jimmy Ward comes back, he's going to get to be a little bit more exotic with the scheme and things like that. you got to give the hat tip to the 49ers there. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: So I don't know if Kyro Santos is better than Robbie or not. All I know is that Robbie will just randomly get a case of the I don't give a shits and shank like three straight extra points. So...
3: I will Robbie say is that like Robbie, eminently frustrating. Since he's healed up from his injuries, Robbie Gold's been pretty, pretty on fire. He has, and I, I've been the biggest person. I didn't like his whole holdout thing and all that stuff. I didn't like the guaranteed contract Not too. I, was, I hate when Robbie. people
2: hold up the team. I really don't right. like it.
3: So I, I was, I was against Robbie, but I had to step back and give him his props, man. My man made two fifty-plus yarders in preseason. Uh, I know it's only preseason, right? That's not what I, I'm worried about. But the Niners wouldn't even attempt 50-yard field goals last year. We were punting from our own 40 at times. And I'm like, what the hell is – like, you have no faith. You know what I'm saying? Like, the 35-yard line, they're like, yeah, guys, I don't know about this one. I'm like, we shouldn't be contemplating. Now that he's out there and he's booting these things, they've they've made Robbie Gold the kickoff guy. They've made um they've made w- Mitch Wisnowski the only punting I think it's going to bode well for him, he can focus on just being a punter. Uh his punt looked significantly better in preseason directional pinning teams inside the 10 multiple times. I mean, it was really, really good. Uh he the short punts, he put more air under it so that way his coverage unit could get down there. He seems to be locked in more now that they're not asking him to play uh both kickoff and punt.
2: Right probably has something to do with Richard Hightower not being there.
3: Exactly. Exactly, man. Exactly.
2: (laughs) So I just want to say, yes, we are going to be a little bit biased because we're 49ers fans. You know, that is what fans do, just like you're going to be biased. But it's pretty clear that the 49ers are are very much so uh, uh, the better team. Like, there's nobody that thinks the Bears are actually better than the 49ers. Like, literally, no, I don't even think the Bears' ownership group thinks that the, that the Bears are better than the 49ers, right? It, again, Floyd Mayweather had a weakness, too. He didn't have knockout power. But everything else in his boxing repertoire was really good. So the 49ers might have weaknesses. The Bears just have a lot
3: more. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just the way things are. That's, that's, that's just it. You know what I mean? It's just the way things are. So, and the coaching staff has a lot to do with that.
1: All right. I think it's time for our offensive and defensive players, MVP of the game predictions. I'm all jumbled up. Offensive, defensive, MVP predictions for the 49ers. Matt, let's start with you with the offense.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go with Elijah Mitchell. Um, I think he has 18 carries, probably about 90 yards and a touchdown. Um, it's going to be a rainy, wet game. It's the first game of the season. He's going to get his first uh, his first action. And I think that, you know, there are going to be opportunities for him. So take the pressure off of Trey Lance a little bit, um, establish the running game, and that will open things up later. So Elijah Mitchell for me.
3: Mike, who you got? I'm going to go with a receiver in a rainy game. I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk. Uh, Ayuk does this thing where he goes out there and he kind of spins and jumps and hurdles people and things like that. And I think that can bode well for defenders trying to get him on this new grass um, in this kind of weather. I think that he just makes a couple of whoa plays. He might not get in the end zone a bunch of times or anything like that. But I think that his elusiveness will help him out, you know. You have more control when you know what you're doing versus the person trying to react to what you're doing. And so I think that's going to bode well for Brandon Ayuk. I'm going to go with Brandon Ayuk as my, as my guy.
2: I just want to say, too, real quick, real quick, um we give the Bears the edge at QB, running back, tight end, and safety. We give the 49ers the edge at of offensive and defensive line. Yeah, Just a correction.
1: Silly us being biased. Um All right. Know. I'm going to go with – I'm actually – I got two players in my head. One of them was Brandon Ayuk, since my with was Brandon Ayuk. I'm going to go with Ross Dwelly. I'm going to go a little bit of a sleeper here, right? And I fucking hate the backup tight end position from the 49ers because they cannot produce anything. George Kittle is unlikely to play. I think Ross Dwelly steps up, has a big game. I remember a couple of years ago, George Kittle was out. Ross Dwelly played in the Cardinals game at home. He had like three touchdowns. Tight end is a young quarterback's best friend. I think we're going to see that on full display Sunday morning in Chicago with Trey Lance hitting Ross Dwelly for two scores. Two scores. All right. Defensive MVP, Matt,
2: who you got? Bro, you already know what it is. Nick Bosa, three sacks and a forced fumble. It's going to happen. It's going to happen this season. I predicted it all last season. We got close a couple occasions, but I'm going to keep it rocking. Nick Bosa, three sacks and a forced fumble.
3: I'm, I'm going to go with Javon Kinlaw, uh, coming up the middle, tearing shit up, wreaking havoc out there. I think it's going to be a, they're going to try to focus on the run and that's where Javon Kinlaw going to shine. Uh, but Mika, I got to tell you something here, man. He so if memory serves me correct, um, the Bears defense lost that game. Justin, uh, fared very well with a terrible coaching staff, but won't get any credit tonight on this podcast. We gave him the edge at quarterback. You know, Matt, Matt called it a push. Zach and I both gave it to him that's that's a plus in his favor now he wasn't that great either he ran for 103 yards and didn't throw for 200 all right so it you can sit here and it was probably his best game of the season but that doesn't mean that he fared well he didn't do enough to win that's what it comes down to that's what that's what we're, we're here talking about and trying to decide right like that that's It's not if ands or maybes or, well, if you look at this situation, don't LeBron James stats me like, you know, in the third quarter with, you know, between the six-minute mark and and the four-minute mark, this is what he did. No, you have to look at the overall picture, right? He was running like that for a reason, you know, because he couldn't get shit else happening in other areas of the game. The run game was getting shut down. So it's not about whether or not he's going to get any credit. We gave him all the credit that we can give him. Right now we're giving him the edge over our quarterback, Trey Lance. That's it. A lot of us here on this on this podcast liked him coming out in the draft. I had him as the guy I wanted the Niners to get, not Trey Lance. I had him first and then Trey Lance. And it's
2: not it, and it's not even necessarily a knock on Justin Fields either. Okay, you got to look at the position groups. Okay. Darnell Mooney and and whoever else, you know, that you're gonna trot out there at wide receiver is not going to make Justin Fields' life as easy as Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk are gonna make Trey Lance's life. It's plain and simple. It's not just the quarterback. If it was just the quarterback, then, you know, quarterback driven teams would win the Super Bowl every single year. But it takes more than that. This is at the end of the day. Football is one of the I mean, it's the most team game. There's the most players on the field at the same time. Right. It's the most it's the most intricate and interwoven type of game every single play is designed specifically for that one play against that one defense or that one situation. Nothing else is like that. Baseball's like not like that. Basketball's not like that. Football is intricately unique in the sporting world. And so it's the ultimate team game. It's not just one guy, right? Great guys can make you better, for sure. But we're giving flowers to Justin Fields while also acknowledging that the 49ers have a better team around Trey Lance than the Bears have around Justin Fields. And that's not a knock.
3: And I wouldn't be surprised if Mooney wasn't even your leading receiver. I know that throughout the season he'll be your leading receiver, but in Sunday's game, it's it's probably going to be a guy like Dante Pettis who's a better route runner, right? Because that speed, that four three. Ward's going to be Ward's going to be in Mooney's pocket, right? But that four three eight speed in the rain, it's going to you know hamper you unless he gets off the line really well. But we press. We're playing press coverage here, so it's going to be a little bit different. Well, not coverage, but you know, um, coverage press isn't the coverage. It's a, it's a what? Do, what's the word I'm looking for? It's um, hmm. goddamn. Uh, the word is escaping me right now. But it's not a coverage, is what I'm saying. It's a uh, like a style. I don't. I forget the word I'm looking for escapes me right now. But my point yeah. is, you know, the the deep route running and all that stuff. The Bears are going to play off. The Niners don't play off. They're going to be lined up at the line. They're going to try to jam your guys and throw off the timing in the rain. Mooney's going to be neutralized yep. by something like that. You play off of a guy like Danny Gray, he's going to one-move you, and then he's going to be gone. It's not going to bode well. So that's, Okay, see,
2: that's this is mind. where he made him his mistake. He say, you keep mentioning these players have talent. If I recall, you guys drafted one of our receivers, Dante in the second round, so now he doesn't have talent, right? He had talent. He didn't put it together. He's a head case. Otherwise, if he did have talent and he was good, he would still be here and so i literally cast just off said, trying to uh, come on man uh, uh,
3: oh. okay, and i literally just said he might end up leaving your team this game in receiving yards because his right. his skill set see and this is and this is where we start like, falling off the yeah. track
2: where it's like hey we got to we got to relax all right yeah. mika Micah, you got to relax a lot of us 49er fans and, and cinnamon kiss says it perfectly. A lot of us were also fans of Justin Fields because we were looking at the draft going like, Hey, it's, it's going to be, I want Trey Lance or I want Justin Fields, yep. you know? So we don't hate on Justin Fields. Mike, don't point out the nudes in the chat, bro.
1: The day of the <laughs> chat, the day of the chat, I literally wore a maroon and silver tie. Cause I was hoping the 49ers would draft Justin Fields. I'm extremely right. happy with Trey Lance. He was my two. But yeah, like Sin says yeah. here, many Niner fans are also fans of Justin Fields.
2: Exactly. And if you go back to where, where I ranked, where we, we did our rankings for the five quarterbacks that came out of that draft, and I, I said specifically on that show, I oscillated between Trey Lance and Justin Fields multiple times at the three and the four spot, you know, and, and again, Justin Fields is in a tough situation, but that doesn't make Justin Fields not a good player it means that he's a good player in a tough situation and that kills people. Mike was the word you're looking for technique.
3: All right. Yes. Thank you so much. Callie. God, man. Talk about a bro- I'm Callie, going to brought it. I'm going to the casino tonight. Callie's a man. Let's go, baby. Uh, is it on me to pick my, my defensive player? Are we, is that where we are? Yes.
2: Yes. You're, we're at you. We got sidetracked. Oh no. I said, I said, Kinlaw. I said, Kinlo. Oh, it's on me. It's on yeah, me. You did. Oh, it's Zach. It's Zach. Thank
1: you, Callie. It was Scarlet and gray. You are 100% correct. All right, you already know it's Drake Jackson, baby. It's Drake Jackson. The kid's going to ball out. Matt's guy, Nick Bosa, is going to push the quarterback into Drake Jackson's lap all game long. Justin Fields is extremely quick, extremely agile, able to stop on a dime. We've seen Drake Jackson do exactly that, so I think he's going to be matched up somewhat fairly. Justin Fields obviously still going to have the edge. He's a lot quicker, a lot smaller, a lot more agile, but I like Drake Jackson's chances. I think Drake Jackson is going to have two sacks, two touchdowns for Dwelly, two sacks for Jackson. Hell of an NFL debut for the rookie defensive lineman out of USC.
2: Hey, I like that. I like that. If Drake Jackson getting two sacks, then we're, we're eaten. That's for sure. All right. Final score predictions. Before we get
1: into that, though, We got to choose our my bookie prop of the game. Do you guys have one in mind or you want to pick one live? Yeah, we can do it live. Just like uh, Bill O'Reilly. You guys remember that clip? Anyone? No. No. No? Fuck it. We'll do it live.
2: We'll do it live. Uh Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Because the damn broadcaster or whatever is not working. He loses it. I I got mine. I'm taking 49ers. And the over. Oh, that's an easy one. That's an easy
1: one. At minus 110, though. Yeah, why not? All right. I'm gonna pick mine we're, and then I'll play it safe. I like to get some with good odds. Like I said earlier, I put 25 on last night's game. The Rams and the Bills to be tied at half and the Bills to win. The Rams answered my prayers, kicked a field goal right as time expired, going into half and sure enough, the Bills won. Now it's plus 1,600, so that 25 turned into 425. All right.
2: This is a good one. All right, all right. I'll be bold. How about I be bold, right? over unders too easy. How about I take the 49ers? That's going to inform you guys. I'm going to take the 49ers plus 20.
1: Okay. All right. I like this one right here, 49ers over seven and a half plus 109. That's mine.
3: Mike, did you have one? Scroll, scroll down. I saw something down there at the bot, right there. What's that at the bottom? No, no, right there, bottom right. Was that plus 186? What is that? Oh, right here. Yeah, right there. What is that? Yep. But is this for the a certain third quarter? quarter? 49ers leading. So by that's the
2: 49ers a will have us at least a six and a half point lead after three. That's mine.
3: That's it go. right there. That's it right there. I told there you, you guys go. we'll get out to a lead, but Shanahan will go reserve, so I don't think we cover the six and a half spread. That's how it happens right there. That's exactly how All it right. happens right there. That's what I'm going with. That's mine.
1: All right, guys. Remember to go to mybookie.ag, sign up with promo code hive, get that double deposit bonus. Put in 50 bucks on matchy 50, put in 200, on will match you 200. Take advantage. Now, my promo code hive. Let's wrap this show up with our final score predictions.
2: Matt, what do you got? I mean, I said I would take him plus 20. I think the 49ers uh, want the bears. I think it's going to be front to back. Just an ass whooping 31 to 10 49ers.
3: All right, this uh, this Rams and Buffalo Bills score, right? Wasn't that the score in the Bills? Oh no, I think they had more than thirty-one, didn't they?
2: No, it, Bills won thirty-one to ten. Yeah, yeah. And All that right. was between t- that was between the defending Super Bowl champs and an AFC playoff team. That now we got a team that made it to the NFC Championship game versus a team that went six and eleven and probably
3: got a little worse, to be honest. All right, I think I think we're not scoring a lot of points because of the rain. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Uh, niners. I'm. I'm feeling twenty between twenty-one and twenty-four. I'll. I'll say twenty-four. And the Bears. Eighteen.
1: All right. 18. And to answer Leonardo's question, we will be live immediately following Kyle Shanahan's press conference. Come back here, youtube.com slash 49ersHive. Check out the post-game show. There's going to be a million shows on, so we appreciate you guys coming to check us out. I'm going to go 49ers 27, Bears 13. 14-point win. And by the way, we're redoing this. Not one person has gotten this right. If you comment the score and get it right, we will send you some merch. Comment it on the show after it's ended. Comment it in the chat right now. Tweet it at us, whatever you want to do. If you get it right, we'll send you some merch. I'm hoping somebody finally gets it right. Yep. Third year doing this.
2: And cut off his first kickoff,
1: guys. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Scott, I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Good luck. Hopefully it's a great game. Yes.
2: Yes. And and and, and again, you know, I'm I'm having a little fun. You know, again, like I said, my little brother, my one of my best friends in this world. Is, is a lifelong Bears fan. So I got to give him a little extra shit this week. So that that's all this is. Don't take it too seriously. It's the first game of the season. Anything can happen. We're just excited that football's back, baby. Do you guys do a watch party? No. no. Can I, I can't, man. Can I, I can't, dude. I get, I get way too like, hey, don't talk to me. I'm like, my wife even knows, like, I'm not fucking with you while you're watching the
3: game. Can I do a shameless plug? Can I can I plug? Yeah, please, yeah please? absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, guys, every every 49ers game, uh, we do it live on our Patreon page. So make, if you guys don't know, uh, it's patreon.com slash NB9ERS. That stands for nothing but Niners. It's on the flag right there behind me, NB9ERS. If you guys want to come over there and watch the game with us on game day, see the live raw reactions, the chat is on fire the whole time. It's a lot of fun. So make sure you guys get over there. <clears throat> Last time I checked, there were 75 people uh, already subscribed. So you can imagine what the crowd is going to be like in that chat. Okay. So make sure you guys get there. Patreon.com. Zach put it right there on the screen. Patreon.com slash NB9ERS for the live coverage.
2: I would be remiss if I didn't throw up Melissa's comment. Forever Faithful, one of our podcasts here on The Hive, also has a watch party on playback. So we got to plug them to, um, you know, Brandon, Dion, Christian, they're going to bring it to you as well. So please, 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 you know, subscribe to them as well. Um, different flavors for different folks and, you know, check out both and see which one you like. Now I got a question for you though, Mike on, on the logistics of that, because one of the problems that I have that I can't interact with people is that like our, our WhatsApp chat will be, will be going off. Right. And I got to turn that shit off. Cause when the game's going on, I might be more delayed than somebody else. How do you guys like handle that with the delays?
3: Yeah, so a lot of the times people are ahead, are like, and but they'll start typing. Oh, wait till Mike sees this play. You know what I mean? So it happens. There's some times where, but Mike like with stream, the people I mean,
2: on the on the video though, like how do y'all, like, is it just it's is it just you or is it like Nick or like, is, it's like Tony there? No, like no, no.
3: So it'll it'll be like me and three other people on video, and we're on, we're on the small side of the screen over here. And then the big scene, Right, but how do y'all yeah.
2: like not step on each other with like the different plays? Or you just like let it Oh
3: go? no, it happened. You'll see one person be like, Oh my god. and like they're they're trying to hold it in. They're trying and, to yeah, hold it and in
2: and then everybody else is like, ah oh, god. Damn. They're like, Perry, you son of a bitch, like I did.
3: Yeah. So that yeah. So we, we deal with it. You All know right. what I mean? Everyone's watching the same game on their own channel or whatever, you know. Um when we do like Amazon and stuff. I am significantly further ahead than everybody else for some reason. I don't know why. Then there's Here's like regu- real close to Amazon servers. Maybe. That's but then like, there's, there's regular yeah. games that happen and I might be a whole three plays behind sometimes. You know what I mean? It, it just depends on, and I'll find the stream that's hitting the fastest and closest to real time. So yeah. I do that all the time. And yes, are you, um, did
2: you decide whether or not you were going to um go to the home opener like live?
3: I am going to that game, and I have talked to my wife. She's going to still set up the the live feed, and I'll check in from time to time on here. I believe Mariah is going to host it for me. Uh, so the okay. 49er Faithfully podcast, uh, she's she's going to be hosting uh, the live Patreon for me uh, while while that's all going on. I am going to the home. Okay. Yep.
2: I I thought about going to it, but I was like, nah, the Seahawks are trash this year. I just don't even feel like.
3: I got to book. Of, well, first of all, I want to see the Niners beat the Seahawks in person. Is. i've yeah. never seen it. i've never seen it so uh, yeah and i i haven't booked a flight home yet dude like the tickets are like the cheap ones that i found are like 350 and we looked at them last go week i'm not doing it i can't i can't i don't know how i'm gonna get home well i'm gonna get home somehow but like then the other ones like that are like a reasonable price are flying me to jfk i know that this doesn't mean anything to people who don't know where that is but it's two hours from where i live yeah so It's. I'm like, nah, man, I I can't fly back and then drive two hours. I'm supposed to work on Monday. Like, I I don't know how that's going to happen. So I already told my supervisor, uh, you might get an unexpected call from me saying that I'll be on Tuesday. Mike, what's
2: this
1: about you setting off fireworks? Please let the folks know.
3: All right, so this is only for primetime games. Only for primetime games. On our Patreon, after every touchdown, I am setting off fireworks. We practice during the preseason it was successful. I gave all my neighbors letters with the dates, the times, my phone number. If there's a problem, please call me. You don't have to reach out to law enforcement. And guess who I got a phone call from today? The chief of police for Morrisville. Because one of my neighbors decided to go. I Can I play you guys the voicemail on the air? Let's Can I, can I do that really quick? Let's do it. So I get a block number. I don't answer yeah. block numbers. I don't answer block numbers at all. I get this call from a block number. I don't answer it. And it's one of my neighbors calling from a block call to, like, tell me no one out here even likes the 49ers. Like, listen to this shit. Your device is muted. Oh, I have to turn my volume up. Okay, I get it. My bad. All right, let's try it now. Oh, it's muted because I'm on Do Not Disturb. Okay, so let's turn off Do Not Disturb. <laughs> That's why. It's after That's 11, an Android. Right? I, yeah. All right, here we go. I'm just calling about a piece of paper I got in the mail saying you're going to be setting off fireworks after a San Francisco 49er game. Number one, nobody cares about
0: the San Francisco 49ers except you. And you're going to disrupt the whole neighborhood because you like that team? And besides, in Pennsylvania, it's against the law to set off fireworks within 150 feet of a an d- occupied dwelling. So I hope you enjoy the cops showing up at your house.
3: Bye. So I couldn't speak to this person because he called from a block number. Right. So then today I get a call from the chief of police and he's telling me the same thing. And I said, well, sir, unfortunately, I know the law. I didn't just put this idea together and not check with people and everything like that. I said, I'm allowed to set off fireworks within 150 feet of people's houses as long as I have their permission. So I only have two neighbors within 150 feet of me, and they've both already given me the okay. He's like, well, you can't set off any fireworks. It's not legal in, in the state of Pennsylvania. I say, you're wrong. No disrespect. But if it's less than 50 milligrams, I'm allowed to buy it and set it off at my house. I don't need anyone else's permission. He goes, Where are you getting that from? So the chief of police called me. And didn't even know the law. He Googled it while I was on the phone with him and was like, Well, if you keep reading, it says, I was like, No, no, no. You can't pick and choose which parts of the law you want to apply right now, sir. I said, I've been a resident of this city for a very long time. And every 4th of July, we all set off fireworks in the middle of the street. Are you telling me that everyone's breaking the law? He's like, Actually, yeah, they are breaking the law. I was like, So then what's the difference? He was like, Well, we're not looking for them. I was like, So you're telling me you're going to come looking for me? Is that what you're saying? He was like, well, you put a paper in the, in your neighbor's mailboxes with the dates and times of the games. I said, all right, well, I'll, I'll, we'll see what happens. And I'm willing to play this
2: I, You're like, bet, I'll see you there.
3: Yeah, I, 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 well, I'm willing yeah. to let this one play out. I've got permission from everybody that's 150 feet from my property. And it's only, like I said, it's only two neighbors. They both have said they're fine with it. <clears throat> and it's not even going to happen after the noise ordinance unless there's like an overtime or something. You know what I mean? Like right. now out here... Eight o'clock games usually end around 11, but come on, like you're probably going to get one firework after that point. So it's all cool. I gave the heads up. I did my part. I'm going to go and reconfirm with my two neighbors that are within 150 feet. Yeah. And everyone else can SMD. Like I don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Damn it, Bobby. (laughs) Don't set off the fireworks in the neighborhood. (laughs) Holy shit. You sound like. And I've been trying to figure. So my pro, I don't talk to all of my neighbors that much. So I don't know who it is. Like the people that I handed some of these people the letters in person, the one guy was like, "Oh, can you do the same thing for the Eagles game?" But he's got a—he's a Hispanic guy. That wasn't him. I—I I have a feeling that I definitely it was, was him.
2: not him. No, not the profile. No. But he didn't. <laughs> I don't think that dude speaks Spanish. Who was on your voicemail?
3: <clears throat> right, right. So he, whoever this person is, they took their time to drive down to the police station with my flyer, asked the pol- the chief of police if he could. uh, make this not happen. And I went back and forth with the chief of police. He And I told him, I said, look, I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful to you or my neighbors. I said, but I know my rights. I know the law. I, You know, this is something that I did research into just in case. And I'm in Pennsylvania, not in Jersey, guys. I'm in Pennsylvania. I rep Jersey, but I live in Pennsylvania. So, yeah. All right.
1: My dad, real quick, is watching uh, former Sounds Jose PD, and he says that's prejudice 100%. And it sounds like the assholes he grew up with his whole life. So
3: there you go. Yeah. Do you think, Mike? I'm ready to go to war with a man. I I I I talked to my mom. My mom has this lawyer on retainer that she's been paying for for years that she has never used. So her You're balance like, is fuck him up, Mama. I might need him. But what I told her was, <laughs> I said, I I just want this guy to call the chief of police. I got his direct number when I was on the phone with him today. I said, uh, I'm going to have my my you know my lawyer give you a call. And he's like, I'd love to do that. He goes, and you do that. We'll get this all taken care of. He goes, you know, at a certain point, there's nothing we can do. But he said this. And I told him, I said, I appreciate you guys calling me a, a, a citizen. Ahead of time. What do you a complaint? And you try to get it, you know, get it nipped at the butt. I said, so I appreciate what you're doing. I said, but unfortunately, I, I, I run a business out of my house, you know, and, I, and this is part of the business for this year. I said, doesn't mean it's going to go on forever. I said, it's only five games. In the entire year, we might not score at all, and there might not be a firework. I said I can't guarantee anything. I said so; it's not that big of a deal, but I'm willing to, you know, run this thing through with you guys. So let's let's, let's just see you, what man. happens.
2: No, I, so the reason I was asking about the Seattle game is I was wondering if you were still going to do the the watch along thing because I'll do it for a shit team. I'll, yeah, will yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll 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 hop in the Patreon for like a bad team for sure.
3: Please, like, like so, you and Mariah can hold in. me down. Yeah. You guys can hold me down. The stream is going to be all set up. My wife knows how to work it all and everything over here. So if you guys don't mind doing that for me, that would be great. Cause like I said, I'm just going to pop in from time to time in the stadium. And you know, the reception yeah. sucks. I'll probably be all blotchy and shit. I feel bad. But Mariah did a practice run for me during the preseason where it was my dad's 60th birthday party. So I'm outside drunk and smoking cigars. And she's like, all right, Mike, go on mute. Shut up now. You know, like, so. Yeah. I, yeah. I would really Also, appreciate-
1: when you're here next week. Drinks on B. We're going to beat up. When do you come in?
3: Saturday? Friday? I, I'm i coming in Saturday. All right. Saturday Saturday Let's morning. Let's do All something. Fuck. Let's now go, I got
2: a bro. So
3: you got to come then, man. What are you doing Saturday?
2: <laughs> I know, right? I got to. Uh, hold up. Let me, let me see. Let me see what I'm doing. Let's see, let's back, see what that Tesla is right. for, baby come on. I know. With that all Lord, said, we're- shit, I ain't driving the Tesla eleven hours to get out there. That <laughs> I'm flying. I'm lazy, bro. All right. I might. You know what though? Uh, let me look into it. I might day in and day out it. You know what I'm saying? You like know, I might. If you uh, get a good deal, uh, yeah. Don't 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 go crazy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Right? Uh, yeah. No, it's not gonna be nothing crazy. I'll see. All right.
1: You. With all that said, that's gonna wrap up this episode. Football's back, baby. The 49ers are back. We will be back after the game, after Kyle Shanahan's press conference. Come back to youtube.com slash 49ers. I've joined us here. Uh, Mike, I'm sure the fans already subscribed. Let them know where they can find you.
3: Yeah, so if you guys are looking for me personally, my Twitter handle was right here. Oh, it was right there. There it is right there. Mike Andrews 83. And if you guys are looking for the page on YouTube, we do have our own page on YouTube, guys. It is nothing but Niners. You can type that in. You can type an NB9ERS. You can type an NBN. We'll pop up there. Um, just give, go ahead and subscribe, guys. Like, if you like this content here, we're giving you a lot more. And then there is the Patreon that they just popped up. Oh, wrong side. Right there. There's the Patreon also if you guys want to join there. All right,
2: Matt, you want to take us out? Absolutely. Thank you all for joining us. We appreciate it. Football is back. And with that, it's another gonna be another beautiful season of 49ers football. We finally get to see what Trey Lance is all about. The hype, the bullshit, the press junkets, all the crappy stories, all the will they, won't they, all the we're not committed, with this and that. It's all out the window. It doesn't even matter. At Because in less than 48 hours, the 49ers are going to take the field against the Chicago Bears in Chicago. We're going to kick off the 2022 season. With that being said, we love having you here as always. So until next time, go Niners.